Hello and welcome to the end of the line, the final show of season one of PBWF, Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. My name is Chris Belcher, and alongside with me is Mr. Andy York. And Andy, here we go, man. Can't believe it. Can't believe we're here. It feels like the first episode all over again. It does. Like, just the excitement of what we're getting ready to do and it being the final show for the season and, you know... Not knowing what to expect. I mean, if if this show sucks, what we've done for six months means nothing. That's true. <laughs> so so there's, there's a lot riding on this show. That is very true. Uh, a lot riding on it, for sure. Uh, there's no time limit, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. If you're just <laughs> now joining us, please do not listen to this show without listening to yes. everything else. Yes. I generally say that you could listen and be entertained, and you would be fine. But like, I feel like now... You got to go back and yeah. listen before you listen to this. Yeah, you can't truly appreciate what's going on. Like the matches, you could probably listen to be fine. Yes, but like to fully understand what's happening, right? A lot of this has been going on for six months that we're paying off in this show. So like, you got to go back and listen to all six months. Absolutely. So in order to do that, it's available in the archives on our feed here. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you give us a five star review. Follow us on social media at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And so. TikTok. Make sure that you do that. And again, um, all those episodes are available in our archives. Go back through, listen. There are 24 weeks of television, five pay-per-views, a draft. Now this, next week we are going to do a season one recap show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, so make sure you're tuned in for that. We'll give you a couple of peek behind the curtain as to how all this kind of came together. And, yep. you know, our theories on booking and mm-hmm. how all that works and Maybe tell you how some stories actually developed and <laughs> how quickly it happened. And what and changed. And what changed yeah. and all those things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, you can cut this part out if this is not factual. Okay. But I think we're also going to give a little tease at, this, at the end of this episode for season two. We are. As a possible trade that has already happened oh, yeah. going into season two. So there's another little tease to stick around to the end to see what's, oh, yeah. what's happening. Full, full disclosure, um, there is a trade that has been made previously in the season that has been paid off on one brand but is yet to have paid off on another and that will also I've, be yeah, i forgot about that <laughs> also be revealed tonight yeah. on this show right as well as a potential trade that impacts season two yeah, yeah. all that you, you're gonna figure, figure all those out. things yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. so get ready it's gonna I be forgot, a lot of fun i forgot about that other trade and i was like who did who did i trade and i was like oh i remember now yes i remember we're good spoiler alert Yes. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, end of the line. Um, we're going to hit this theme song. No time limit. And again, Andy and I are kind of going to go back and forth, presenting it as one show, not two separate shows. It is one show in a big stadium. <laughs> Use your imagination, all of those things. All right. Here we go.
This is it. All roads lead here. It's the end of the line, the season one finale of the PBWF. I'm Tom Hannafin alongside Hall of Famer JBL representing the Revolution brand. And let's head over to our colleagues on the Mayhem brand. Take it away, Michael Cole. Thank you, and hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of the line. I am Michael Cole, joined for now by Pat McAfee, and joining us once again, the broadcast team is back together, Wade Bear, and tonight is going to be a very special night as two brands come together for one special event. And tonight, we are kicking things off with a tag team championship match. And here come the PBWF Tag Team Champions. The Young Bucks are making their way down to the ring. And this one's going to be very interesting because we have no idea who their opponent is going to be. Originally, it was going to be the Good Brothers, but after the Undisputed Era attacked them, putting them both basically out of action for tonight. Well, in a match, uh, we're more than likely going to get involved in that match later tonight. But... The Good Brothers are out for this match, and a mystery opponent that William Regal has picked that apparently is the new, newest tag team a part of this company. So we will find out the Bucks are in the ring. They are in the ring, and they're waiting. Oh, my. No, it cannot be. These guys are revolution. The Usos are here, and apparently the newest team, a part of Mayhem. Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, are making their way down to the ring. A dream match of all dream matches in the tag division. This one's going to be very interesting for sure. The Usos are making their way down to the ring. They're throwing up the ones like they do, and they get into the ring. Uh, and a dream match for the ages to the best tag teams of this generation finally going to face each other. Uh, Nick Jackson and Jimmy Uso start the match off. The bell rings, and they just start circling around each other. They tie up. Jimmy gets the advantage, shoots him off the ropes, goes down, leapfrog, goes for a super kick, but Nick dodges it, shoots Jimmy off the ropes, drop down, leapfrog, goes for a super kick of his own, but Jimmy catches it, turns him around. Nick goes for an enziguri, but Jimmy dodges it, goes for an enziguri of his own. Nick dodges it as the crowd is going in a frenzy. The two men just stare at each other. Um, they shoot off the ropes again. They clothesline themselves out of the ring, uh, and they just kind of continue to fight all around the ring. Um... In the ring, Matt goes for a German suplex because uh, Jimmy, uh, Matt and Jay are now in the ring. J Matt goes for a German suplex, but Jay lands on his feet uh, and rocks Matt with a forearm. He shoots off the rope, or he shoots Matt off the ropes and drills him with a Samoan drop. Covers him one, two. Matt kicks out. Jimmy is back on the apron and makes the tag. Um, Jimmy uh, and Jay begin to just beat down on Matt, um, but Nick slides in and throws Jay out of the ring. Um, Nick turns around and eats a huge super kick from Jimmy. Jimmy turns around into a super kick from Matt, followed by a Canadian destroyer, covers him one, two, Jimmy kicks out. Uh, Jay is back in the ring and tries to go after Matt, but Matt dodges and Nick is in to hit a uh, super kick on Jay. Jimmy is pulling himself up and turns around into stereo super kicks. Nick tags in. They go for the indie taker on Jimmy. They hit it. They cover him at the same time. One, to Jey Uso, though, hits a top rope uh, frog splash, taking everybody out to break up the pin. Jay hits a super kick on Matt, followed by hitting a super kick on Nick. 
Uh, but Matt recovers, hits one on Jay. Jimmy is up, hits one on Matt. All four men drop each other with a super kick. All four men are down in the middle of the ring. Um, they are slowly pulling themselves back up. Jay tags in as Matt tags in. Matt hits a super kick to the knee of Jay, followed by a sliding knee taking him out. Jimmy is staggering up but gets kicked in the gut and dropped with the uh, the Jay driver. Shout out Jay Briscoe. Nick tags in. They grab Jay and they hit the BTE trigger. They cover him one, two. He kicks out though. Uh, the Bucks can't believe it, but they are they aren't waiting. Uh, they are waiting and they are setting him up for the. Uh, hang on, I got some. Hang on, there we go. They can't believe it. They are waiting to kind of set up to hit the Indy Taker again, but this time Jimmy slides in and hits Matt with a super kick, taking him out of the ring. As Jay reverses uh, the Indy Taker into a Canadian Destroyer, um, they super kick, taking him out of the ring. As Jay reverses it, or they they grab him and they hit the BTE trigger on Matt Jackson this time. The the Usos are using the Bucks move. They climb to the opposite sides of the ring and they hit the Uso splash on Nick. They cover him one, two. He kicks out this time. The Usos can't believe it. They set up for the one D, but Matt Jackson is back in uh, and hits the and hits him with a super kick. Um, and then all of a sudden they both hit the Usos with a super kick, bounce off the ropes, and they they set him up. They hit Stereo Styles Clash on the Usos. Jimmy rolls out of the ring while Jay is alone in the ring. The Bucks set up for the Indy Taker one more time. But while the referee is between Nick and Jay, Jay low blows Matt Jackson. Nick doesn't realize it. He goes for the springboard, but directly into the 1D. They cover him one, two, three, and new PBWF Tag Team Champions. The Usos have won the titles here tonight. And the Usos are not only the newest member of the Mayhem brand, but they are now the Mayhem Tag Team Champions. Well, we know what one part of that trade is. We cut backstage and we see the Lucha Brothers, Andrade and Zelina Vega in their locker room watching the action on a monitor. Both Luchas have their Revolution Tag Team titles on their shoulders, and as all four of them stand up, Zelina puts her hands on both titles and says, I guess we don't have to worry about those two anymore. As they walk to the door of their locker room, Phoenix opens the door to leave and standing in their way is Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, F-T-R. And Dax says, well, boys, we don't have to worry about them, but we're about to become your worst nightmare. The four of them are eye-to-eye as we cut to the ring. Very interesting turn of events here for the Revolution Tag Team scene. But now it's time to kick off the Revolution portion of End of the Line. You see the barbaric steel cage being assembled. Here comes the challenger in this Intercontinental Championship match. Always ready, Matt Cardona. Of course, accompanied by his wife, Chelsea Green, who has a title shot of her own later on tonight. Here comes our Intercontinental Champion, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. Making his way to the ring, makes his way into the cage. Bell sounds, and this one is underway here. 
We look up at the cage. The top of the cage is wrapped in barbed wire. There are kendo sticks, chairs. I think I see sledgehammers, <laughs> even a table on top. No escape here. Only way to win is by pinfall or submission. And, of course, here we go. These two are hockey fighting back and forth. Brian with the double leg. He starts pounding on Cardona. Goes Brian goes for a kendo stick, but Matt... Uh, Drop kicks him in the back. Brian staggers. Matt picks him up and flapjacks him into the side of the cage. Matt goes over to Chelsea. She shoves a kendo stick through the side of the cage to him. Not like there's not other ones attached to the cage, but whatever. <laughs> Brian is recovered. Like I said, he grabs a kendo stick that was attached to the cage, and they're wailing on each other. Both men just wearing each other out with kendo sticks, and they collapse in exhaustion here. Brian using the ropes to get up. But there's Chelsea. Chelsea throws powder in Brian's eyes. He can't see. He turns around. Radio silence. The cover. One, two, shoulder up. A close call there. Wait a minute. Here comes Brett Baker to the ring. She takes down Chelsea Green. Brett and Chelsea are fighting towards the back area. Brian shouldn't have to worry about her anymore. Got to get those two separated before that match later tonight. We fast forward in the match. Both men are bleeding here. Brian has the advantage. He throws Cardona into a steel chair that's hanging on the cage. Brian takes the chair off, goes to swing it, misses it, ricochets off the top rope, and it hits him in the face. He staggers back. Cardona has a kendo stick, puts it across Brian's throat, and it's a backstabber on him. Cardona drags Brian to the corner. He puts a chair in front of his face. He's going for that broski boot. But Brian recovers, throws the chair, and hits Cardona in the face with it, and then hits him with a spear. They cover one, two, kick out. Fast forward now towards the end of the match. Both men are trying to scale the cage. I don't know why, because you can't escape it. But Brian is just grinding Matt's face into the barbed wire on the top of the cage. Matt falls to the ring area. Brian is perched up there. He's going for that heat-seeking elbow, but nobody's home. Crash and burn for Brian. He sells to the corner. Matt grabs the chair again. He puts it over Brian's face, but this time he wedges the legs of the chair into the sides of the cage. That chair's not going anywhere. Matt lines it up. Broski boot in the corner to Brian with the chair. The cover one, two, three. That is it. Matt Cardona has somehow survived this vicious match. We have a brand new Intercontinental Champion. A bloody Matt Cardona raises the title. What a match here at End of the Line. Well, that was an interesting turn of events, but myself, Michael Cole, will still be joined by Revolution's JBL for this upcoming interpromotional match as... This one will not have one cage, but instead shark cages as they are clearing the ring. They are taking down, disassembling the ring. Michael Cole and JBL are just talking about the match itself, about how mayhem is better than revolution. Uh, and they just go hey, back hey. And, <laughs> they just go back and forth. When we are ready for our next opponent or for our next matchup. And the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Alongside the Good Brothers are making their way out to the ring. And they are making their way down to the ring. 
Um, they make all the way down to the ring. AJ stops by the ring post. The two, the three boys throw up the two sweet and begin to two sweet one another. And they step inside the shark cage, which is slowly raised high above the floor. And we cut backstage to see how they're doing it this time. As the production room, there is a guy controlling the shark cage that it locks automatically. So there's no way either team can get out of this ring. There's no way either team can get out of the cage as the uh, the good brothers are raised high above the crowd or high above the floor. And out comes Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly throwing up the undisputed era sign. These boys, we don't really know if they're still friends or not together, but they have found one common enemy, enemy that they are going to make sure they take out and they stop. 100% right. And here comes the man of the hour, Adam Cole Bebe, as he is making his way out to the ring. The three men make their way down to the ringside area. Uh, he does his... Adam Cole, baby! And they throw up the Undisputed Era signs to each other, do their little handshakes that they do as Fish and O'Reilly get into the cage, and they are slowly lifted above the floor, and they are just kind of pointing and yelling at the Good Brothers. Each team is kind of yelling at each other. AJ and Cole are standing face-to-face. -face. The bell rings, and Cole and Styles lock up. Uh, he, Adam Cole shoots AJ off the ropes, drop down, leapfrog, and takes AJ out with a drop kick. AJ is back up quickly, though, but eats another drop kick from a, from Adam Cole. Cole goes for a super kick, but AJ dodges it, shoots off the ropes, and hits a leaping forearm, taking Adam Cole out. Cole is back up, um, but gets clotheslined out of the ring by AJ, uh, who is setting up in the ring, waiting for Cole to stand back up, and hits the phenomenal forearm, even though it's not a phenomenal forearm, out to the floor, taking Adam Cole out. <laughs> uh, AJ, smile, or AJ smiles. Uh, and throws up a two-sweet to the boys who throw their two-sweet out of the cage. He grabs Adam Cole, throws him face-first uh, off the commentary table. Irish whips him into the barricade and then leg-first over the steel steps, Mick Foley style. AJ rolls back into the ring to break the count before continuing the attack on Adam Cole. AJ finally rolls Cole back in the ring, jumps on the apron, and is setting up for the phenomenal form. He goes for the springboard as Cole goes for a super kick, but AJ faked him out by just standing on the top rope. Adam Cole is distracted and then takes him out with a drop kick to the back of Adam Cole's head. AJ rolls to the apron, goes for the 450 springboard splash, uh, splash um, but Cole gets his knees up to block, rolls him up. One, two, AJ kicks out. AJ is back up quickly, but eats a super kick to the gut, followed by a super kick to the knee, dropping AJ to one knee. Cole drops AJ with another super kick to the face. AJ is in position for Adam Cole to drop the boom, but as he shoots off the ropes, AJ reverses it into a calf crusher. Adam Cole is in the middle of the ring with nowhere to go. Finally, Cole is able to break the, uh, the hole by reaching the bottom rope. AJ finally relinquishes the hold at like 4.9999. Uh, he pulls Cole up for the Styles Clash, but when he lifts him up, he reverses it into a Panama Sunrise, covers him one, two, AJ kicks out. Cole Woo. goes to lower the boom again, but this time AJ pulls the ref in the way, and the referee eats the boom. AJ dodges a super kick. Both men shoot off the ropes and take each other out with a clothesline. The ref and both men are... Wait a minute. The, the, the Good Brothers cage is lowering to the floor. How, what is happening as, as they're lowering to the floor? We cut backstage. We see Jay White is somehow managing the controls. He's, he's laying the Good Brothers down. They're free. They slide into the ring and they just begin to beat down on Adam Cole. 
Fish and O'Reilly are freaking out. They are yelling, trying to wake the referee up, but the referee is down. Uh, Jay White enters the ring, finally joins him. Adam Cole eats a Blade Runner from Jay White, followed by um, a Magic Killer from the Good Brothers. AJ Styles is setting up for the phenomenal forearm, but but wait a minute, the Undisputed Era cage is starting to lower down. What is happening here? It, Fish and O'Reilly are out, and they're standing on the apron. It's three on four, though. Who's going to be the final man? Wait a minute. Roderick Strong comes running down to the ring. Roddy is here, and he slides into the ring, and all four men just start brawling all over the place. Roderick Strong has made his return to PBWF. Uh, They just start fighting all over the place. Roddy and White are fighting through the crowd now as the Good Brothers and Undisputed Era are fighting on the stage. Cole and Styles are brawling throughout the ring. Finally, Cole hits a stiff forearm, but AJ hits a Pele kick on Adam Cole. Styles rolls to the apron. He goes for the phenomenal forearm, but eats a super kick this time. Cole drops his knee pad, lowers the bloom, b- lowers the boom on Styles, covers him. One, two, three. Adam Cole gets the huge win over AJ Styles here. And the rest of Undisputed Era join him in the ring. They celebrate. They hug Roderick Strong. The Undisputed Era are standing as one-fourths here tonight. What does this mean for AJ Styles and the Good Brothers? You know Finn Balor is not happy about this as he has his championship match tonight. But what a match between Adam Cole and AJ Styles. Ooh, man. All right. Revolution getting the uh, the one zero advantage in interpromotional matches so far. We'll see how the second one shakes out later. But in the meantime, we'll let give JBL a chance to get back over <laughs> to the table here so that we can call some tag team action. Here we go. A story that's had several twists and turns. Uh, coming to the ring by Taz, here comes the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and the leader of the Aces and Eights, Bully Ray. This should be quite the contrast of styles in this one. Their opponents, of course, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, DIY. The bell sounds we're kicking this one off. Bully Ray and Johnny Gargano starting it off. They start circling each other. They go to lock up, but but Bully backs away. Bully looks past Johnny, and he points at Champa and gestures for him to get in the ring. Champa extends his hand. Gargano makes the tag, and here comes the psycho killer. He charges in. They start hockey fighting, as is, as expected here with these guys. Champa gets Bully to the corner. He's still wailing away. Mud, mud hole stopping him down in the corner. The ref's count is up to four, and he pulls Champa out. Champa goes to stake, uh, take a swing at the referee, but he, but he stops himself. He, he notices he's in such a fit of rage here. He turns around, thumb to the eye by Bully Ray, followed by a knee lift to the gut. And another one back in Champa to the other corner. Bully whips Champa to the opposite buckle, follows him, goes for a splash, but he misses. Champa, big knee to the face, taking Bully to the mat, but he's just on his knees. Champa off the ropes, big boot to the face of Bully Ray. Champa tags in Gargano here, puts Bully in a spine buster position. Gargano off the ropes, big clothesline, heart foundation style there. The cover, one, two, but Dreamer is in to break it up. Little scuffle here between Dreamer and Champa, but the ref finally able to get res- uh, restore some order and get them back to their corners. 
Several minutes go by. We fast forward towards the end of the match here. Champa and Bully are legal, and they're just slugging it out here. Champa misses wildly. Bully going for the Bubba Bomb, but when he picks Champa up, Champa rolls through, rolls him up. He's got him one, two, but as Bully's kicking out, Champa locks in the Fujiwara armbar. Dreamer quickly in, though, to break it up. Here comes Gargano. Those two are fighting to the floor. Champa, he's got Bully hooked. Now they're to their feet. Maybe going for a fairy tale ending here, but Bully with the backdrop. Bully shoots Champa off the ropes. Blind tag by Gargano, though, as Champa reverses. Bully now off the ropes. He misses the clothesline. Johnny comes in, slingshot spear onto Bully Ray. Dreamer's in. Gargano bounces off the ropes, takes him out, tilt a whirl, head scissors. Bully's back up. Kick to the gut. He's going for a powerbomb on Gargano, but Gargano counters with a Hurricane Rana. Gargano now pulls Bully to the corner, lining up for that one final beat DDT, but he pulled him to the wrong corner because Dreamer makes the blind tag. Gargano hits one final beat, but he didn't see the tag. He goes for the pin. Dreamer goes to roll him up. One, two, kick out. Dreamer sells into a super kick by Champa to the knees. Dreamer's on his knees now. Center of the ring, Gargano and Champa to opposite buckles. They hit the super kick knee lift combo, old school DIY. Gargano gets the Gargano escape on Dreamer, bullies in. Champa locks in the Fujiwara armbar again. Both men tap out. This one is over. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa, huge win here. They embrace in the middle of the ring. What a story this has been. Huge win for these guys here tonight at End of the Line. What a victory for DIY, the sentimental fan favorite tag team coming back together. What a match for them. But coming up next on the Mayhem side, if you're not used to spooky, you don't want to watch this one as Bray Wyatt and Malachi (laughs) Black will be going one on one. This is music we have not heard in some time as the lights are doing their little light trick. And Malachi Black is the only one coming out here tonight. No Brody, no Buddy, just Malachi Black. And this one's going to be very interesting to see what version of Bray Wyatt we actually get. What is going to happen with Bray here tonight. Malachi Black gets in the ring. The lights go out. Wait a minute. Hmm. Still no Bray Wyatt, but as, as the Titantron is showing the fireflies. Still waiting on Bray to, to show up. Obviously some mind games here from, from Bray Wyatt towards Malachi Black, who is just pacing in the ring, yelling for him to come out here. Wait a minute. And Bray Wyatt finally emerges. He's he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt, but he's got the Fiend mask on and the Bray Wyatt lantern. The three faces of Bray apparently are what we're seeing here tonight. Bray Wyatt is making his way down 
to the ring and he's ringside but from the darkness behind him he's joined by julia hart who is just staring a hole through malachi black <clears throat> bray wyatt finally gets into the ring he blows out the lantern bray and black are in the ring the bell rings and bray faces the opposite way in the corner does his little creepy spider walk towards Malachi Black, but Black just kind of sits cross-legged in the middle of the ring, staring at him. Bray stops, and both men slowly rise to their feet. Black instantly goes for a black mask, but Bray dodges it and goes for the sister Abigail. Uh, but Black rolls through, hits a bicycle knee on Bray. Black continues the attack by doing his fast-paced offense, but Bray quickly takes him out with a clothesline. Bray is starting to fight himself, saying he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to hurt his friend. But Black is back up and hits Bray with a kick to the side of the head, rocking Bray Wyatt. Black continues to beat him down while he's screaming that he he wasn't his friend. He never was his friend. Bray only used him for what he wanted uh, for him. Bray only used him to help him to to do what he wanted him to do. But that time is over. Black is just putting the boots to Bray in the corner, pulls him up, drills him with the black mask, covers him one, two. Bray kicks out. Black is smiling ear to ear and. He puts his foot under Bray's chin and slowly lifts him up. And as he lifts him up, he yells, you were never with us. You killed us. You killed him. And all of a sudden, Bray's eyes shoot open with, with bright red eyes. And before grabbing uh, Black's foot and, and kicks the other leg, making him do the splits, Bray is viciously beating down on Malachi Black before pulling him up and planting him with a sister Abigail, holding on, hitting him with a second sister Abigail, covers him one, two, three, Bray Wyatt beats Malachi Black here tonight but, but Bray Wyatt isn't done he, he's in some rage and he just begins to beat down on him and he's just beating down he's beating down he's he's got him in that position where he hurt Goldberg he's about to snap Malachi Black's neck but the lights go out and they come back up and it, it looks like the fiend the, there's a figure of the fiend where Malachi Black was Bray Wyatt quickly lets go and crawls back to the corner the lights go out again and then a spotlight appears on Bray Wyatt and over the speakers, we hear in a distorted voice, you killed him. You destroyed him. But don't worry, Bray. We are coming for you. We will bring you home. And the lights go out and they come back up and, and nobody's in the ring. Everybody is gone from the ring. I am really not sure what we have just witnessed here. Uh, it just gets weirder and weirder when it comes to these guys. But nonetheless, we settle. We seem to have settled that feud, but maybe not. Who knows? It's time to settle a blood feud here on the Revolution brand. And it's for another championship this time for the Women's Championship, the Challenger. The hot mess, Chelsea Green making her way out here, trying to make it two for two in title wins for the Cardona household. But it will not be a gimme. Here comes the champion, the longest reigning champion in the history of the Revolution brand, in fact. <laughs> it is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She gets in the ring. Mike Rome is doing the championship introductions. The referee is trying to hold these two back after what happened earlier tonight. Finally, 
finally the bell sounds. The fight is on, and these two ladies are just picking up right where they left off earlier during the cage match, rolling around, looking almost like a classic cat fight here, but way more vicious and, and way more believable, if I'm being honest. They spill <laughs> to the outside of the ring. Britt rams Chelsea into the barricade. Chelsea comes out, though, tries for a Thez press. Britt catches her, holds her there for a second. Wait a minute, what's this? Britt adjusts. Britt walks up the steps, jumps off the steps with an air raid crash onto the floor. What a devastating move. Britt rolls Chelsea in the ring, goes for the cover. One, two, kick out. few minutes go by here in the match. Britt still in control, just wearing Chelsea out. Chelsea trying to get to her feet, but Britt curb stomp. That should do it. But instead, Britt drags Chelsea to the corner, going to the second buckle. Looking for the Pittsburgh Sunrise. Chelsea sells up. Britt jumps off. But as she's going over, Chelsea blocks it. She adjusts Britt now. She's got her on her shoulders. Chelsea climbs to the second buckle. Comes off with an avalanche air raid crash of her own. Chelsea rolls her over for the pin. One, two, shoulder up. Chelsea finally starting to get her wits about her. Frustrated that Britt kicked out. But Chelsea's still taking it to the champ here. She's got Britt in the corner, choking her with her boot. She backs off as to not get DQ'd, but she charges back in. Broski boot in the corner. We saw that earlier. Pulls Britt out, goes for the cover. One, two, kick out again. Still not enough. few more minutes go by. Chelsea is still in control. Britt trying to fight up, but Chelsea catches her. Huge pump kick to the face. Chelsea now trying to set up for the unprettier, but Britt pushes her to the corner, almost squishing the ref, but Chelsea stopped herself. Chelsea turns around. Britt goes for the big boot. Chelsea moves, and Britt hits the ref with the big boot. Britt trying to wake up the ref here, but Chelsea grabs her from behind, hits the unprettier. Chelsea with the pin, but no ref, so no count here. Chelsea's got her down for a five or a six count. Chelsea, frustrated, trying to wake up the referee. He's starting to stir. So Chelsea lines up for a curb stomp of her own, but Britt catches her foot, rolls her up. Ref is recovered. One, two, kick out. Chelsea goes for a super kick. Britt catches it also, turns Chelsea around, connects with an unprettier of her own. Talk about stealing moves. Britt now gets up. Pulls out the black glove. We know what's next. There it is. The lockjaw. Britt's got it locked in deep. The referee is coherent. He's there. Chelsea taps. This one is over. Britt Baker, what a war. Former best friends, Britt Baker has retained her women's... Wait a minute. What? What is this? It can't be! It is! It's the boss, Sasha Banks! We haven't seen Sasha in PBWF in quite some time. Sasha Banks is here at the end of the line. She gets in the ring. And she's nose to nose with Britt Baker. The fans are in a frenzy here. Britt holds the title up. Sasha points at it. She points at Britt. She's got a few choice words for her. And she rolls out of the ring. Sasha Banks making her intentions clear here at end of the line. My goodness. From that, we cut backstage and we see John Moxley getting ready for his big main event tonight. Uh, and then we cut to a shot of Finn Balor getting ready as well. When AJ Styles, Jay White, and the Good Brothers walk in, AJ says, well, 
Tonight hasn't gone as planned, but don't worry, Finn. We've got your back tonight. And Finn looks at him and says, and what makes you think we need, or what makes you think I need your help? <laughs> you couldn't even be Adam Cole, and now you want to help me? If you really want to help, then why don't you four idiots leave the stadium right now and start partying? I'll join you when I win my championship. The four men look at him, and they too sweet Finn Balor as they leave, and <laughs> Finn continues to get ready. <clears throat> well, we are back, and... I can't say boss time anymore on Mayhem, but that's fine because coming up next is a blood feud that has been going on for a while as this could be the potential final match in the long career of Chris Jericho. As the man who looks to take out Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens is making his way down to the ring. Kevin Owens has a long history with Chris Jericho and well, these two men have not always seen eye to eye, and that could not be more true now as Kevin Owens viciously attacked Chris Jericho a couple of weeks ago, who is still not medically cleared to compete tonight, but has signed a waiver saying that he cannot sue PBWF or whatever happens to him tonight. If this is his last match, he says he wants to go out any way he can. Kevin Owens gets into the ring. And Chris Jericho makes his way out to the ring. Obviously, he is heavily taped around his ribs. He took multiple, multiple uh, power bombs on the apron a couple weeks ago and was forced to leave uh, via ambulance. So he is not in a great way, but he is making his way out, wincing in pain, trying to be the same Chris Jericho that he always is. But you can tell he's not too sure about this one as this could be the, his potential last match. Not just in PBWF, but ever. It gets into the ring, and the bell rings, and Owens is smiling ear to ear and walks over to hold his hand out to shake Chris Jericho's hand as, as he is laughing. And Jericho reaches out his hand, but then pulls Jericho or Owens into, into a code breaker from out of nowhere. Owens, though, is able to roll out of the ring. Jericho is yelling and getting the crowd fired up. Jericho rolls out of the ring to go after him. He turns the corner but eats a super kick from Kevin Owens right into the injured ribs. Jericho is in a bad way as Owens continues to go after his injured ribs. Uh, KO slides in to break the count, stands on the apron, and hits a frog splash from the apron to the floor. He throws Jericho back in the ring, covers him one, two. Chris Jericho kicks out. Owens drags Jericho into the corner, hits him with the cannonball crashing into his ribs. Owens climbs to the top rope, hits the frog splash from the top rope, covers him one, two, Jericho kicks out again. Owens stays on the attack, though, pulls him up, shoots him off the ropes for the pop-up powered bomb, but, but Jericho reverses it into a second code breaker. He slowly crawls his way over to make the cover, covers him one, two, Owens barely gets his shoulder up. Jericho slowly uh, crawls on top of Owens and just begins to lay in the shots on Owens, punching him over and over and over again. Jericho is trying to fire up, goes to lock in the walls of Jericho, but Owens powers out of it. Jericho and Owens trade shots back and forth. Boo. Yay. Boo. Yay. Jericho go gets the advantage by hitting a stiff forearm after forearm. Jericho goes for a chop, but Owens catches it, turns him around, and hits the stunner. Covers Chris Jericho. One, two, Jericho kicks out again. Kevin Owens cannot believe it. He's visibly frustrated. He throws Jericho, though, out of the ring, and he lifts him up, and he hits a powerbomb on the apron. Oh, uh, 
Jericho's ribs are uh, rips off all the Owens rips off all the bandages from Jericho though lifts him up and plants him again on the apron with another power bomb. Owens rolls him into the ring. Jericho is not moving at all. Owens drags him up, drags him up, hits him with a second stunner, covers him again. One, two, but Jericho puts a finger on the bottom rope just like Owens did to yes. him at WrestleMania a couple years ago. And he is Kevin Owens is visibly frustrated. It's nothing but pure anger on his face. He drags the lifeless body of Chris Jericho up. He kicks him in the gut. He sets him up for the package pile driver. But when he lifts him up, Jericho kicks Owen in the head. Rolls down the back of Owens. Owens goes for a clothesline. Jericho dodges it and hits the Judas effect on him. Covers him. One, two. Kevin Owens kicks out, though. Jericho and Owens slowly pull themselves up. Owens goes for the stunner, but Jericho blocks it. Rolls Owens through and directly into the walls of Jericho. Jericho is pulling back and sitting down as low as he can. Uh, Owens has nowhere to go, but Jericho's ribs are too weak. He, he's starting to slide between the legs of, of Chris Jericho. He's slowly trying to make the escape, but in a last-second act of desperation, Jericho turns it into the lion tamer, putting his knee on the back of Owens' head and wrenching as far up as he can. Owens can't go anywhere. He screams in pain. Kevin Owens taps out. Chris Jericho wins and gets to keep his career here in PBWF. Owens did everything he could to get the job done, but Jericho was just able not to win, but to survive here tonight. And Jericho pulls himself up. Owens is now standing up. Owen stumbles over to Jericho. The two men are face-to-face, but they reach out, and the two men shake hands as Owens bails from the ring. Jericho is celebrating in the ring. Chris Jericho is still in professional wrestling. What's next for him? My goodness. Congratulations to Chris Jericho on an incredible career, and it's apparently going to keep going. I had my money the other way around, but you can never count out. Chris Jericho, we cut to the gorilla position now, and we see Edge gearing up to make his entrance for his match against Christian, and Shawn Michaels approaches him. And he says, Edge, um, bad news, brother. I just received word that Christian's not showing up tonight. Edge says, what? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Is everything okay? Shawn says, yeah. Yeah, he called me, and he said, after, after thinking about it, this is just something he can't do. I'm sorry, Adam. No match tonight. Edge is just left stunned here as we as we see. We cut to another backstage area. We see Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa heading out to the parking lot. Johnny walks to a waiting car with his wife, Candace, and Ciampa stays behind. Gargano says, Tommaso, aren't, aren't you coming? Ciampa approaches him and he says, Johnny, listen, you're my best friend. You're my brother no matter what. And as much as I would love to get the band back together full-time, I just can't. I need this for me. As long as we are together, there's always going to be this competitiveness, and I don't want to keep putting you through that. I'm doing this for you, Johnny. Champa hugs Gargano. Gargano says, I love you, my brother. And Champa says, I love you too, but I need this. I need this for me. Johnny says, I understand. I'll catch you down the road. Gargano gets in the car. They drive away. That was awful amicable. Not totally sure what to make of that. Meanwhile, here at ringside, 
I'm Tom Hannafin, joined by Mayhem's Wade Barrett as we get ready for our second interpromotional match. My broadcast partner, Corey Graves, making his way to the ring alongside his wife, Carmella. And here he comes, the color commentator for the Mayhem brand, alongside Oscar. It's Pat McAfee. This one has been brewing for quite a while. The bell sounds a matchup that fans have been clamoring for for so long. Pat McAfee and Corey Graves with Oscar on the outside trying to keep Carmella in check. Here we go. These guys are circling each other. They go to lock up. Graves, though, with a go-behind, takes down McAfee. Corey with a side headlock, Pat to his feet. Corey with a, behind him with a hammer lock, pushes Pat to the corner. Corey is he's really out-wrestling Pat here. Pat turns around. Now Corey with repeated punches right to the face. Pat sells out. Corey shoots him off the ropes. Reversal. McAfee lowers his head. Corey with a roll-up. One, two, kick out. They stare each other down here. I'm not sure Pat expected this from Corey in his first bat, first match back in several years. Pat goes for a kick. Corey catches it. Pat with the insecurity, but Corey ducks. Pat down to the mat here. Corey, lucky 13. He's got it, but Pat's in the ropes. Referee calls for the break. Pat's in the ropes. He got lucky there. Several minutes go by. Pat has now taken control of this match after hitting a code red from the second rope. Carmella is up on the apron. Asuka's up as well. Asuka goes for a kick. Mella catches it, swings Asuka's momentum forward, and drives her face first onto the apron. Pat, distracted by this, turns around Corey with a diving chop block to the knee. Corey grabs the leg, hits a leg DDT, softening McAfee up here. Just repeated shots to the knee. There it is. He's got it locked in. Lucky 13. He's in the center of the ring this time. Pat with nowhere to go. Asuka and Carmella are fighting on the outside here. Corey sees it. He breaks the hold. He's distracted by what's going on. Corey leans through the ropes. Carmella delivers a super kick that rocks Asuka back to the barricade. Corey asks Carmella if she's okay. She says she's good. Turns around. Asuka with the mist. Carmella ducks. She hits Graves with the mist. Corey can't see anything as he falls to the mat. McAfee recovers. He goes to the top. Swanton bomb. The cover. One, two, three. Pat McAfee getting the big win for the Mayhem brand here. A little assist from Asuka made all the difference in this interpromotional match. Pat McAfee, big win here. I'm trying to come down from my excitement, though. My best friend in the world just beat that bum, Corey Graves. But we've got to move on to a match that has been brewing since the beginning of Mayhem. Seth freaking Rollins is looking to get the win. We don't know who his opponent is going to be, but we know that he has had a lot of problems well with this man right here who apparently is going to join us on not on commentary but he's going to be ringside for this match as he wants to be on the lookout for whoever he picked as the opponent if triple h loses he is gone from mayhem a lot is riding on this match as triple h sits down in the chair right in front of us here at commentary Seth freaking Rollins comes out 
He's dancing. He's wearing the similar outfit he wore at WrestleMania 33 when he took down Triple H there as he is dancing out to the ring. The crowd is singing along. He does his pose. But this is a different version of Seth Rollins here tonight as the Kingslayer version is back as he is making his way down to the ring. He is laughing and staring at Triple H and he walks around the side and he is face to face with Hunter and he tells him, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to end you once and for all before rolling into the ring and getting the crowd fired up. And all of a sudden the music stops and he's standing in the ring and the lights go out and... There's a spotlight on him. Cody Rose Pyro hits. <laughs> and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going around taking names and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes Oh my goodness, there's no way that this man is here tonight. We know this sound, though. Seth Rollins is just staring a hole down the ramp. As the flames start to rise on the entranceway on the stage, smoke fills the arena, and out walks the Undertaker, who is making his way down to the ring. Triple H didn't just find an opponent. He found the dead man. He found the Undertaker who is here for somewhat of revenge on Seth Rollins. These two have never faced off one-on-one, -on -one, but as part of the Shield, they injured Undertaker a couple years ago, several years ago, and he is looking for retribution here tonight as Undertaker gets into the ring. The crowd is absolutely losing their mind and neither Seth Rollins or the Undertaker have taken their eyes off of each other. This first ever matchup is going to be one for the ages. Seth Rollins just kind of starts to laugh as he looks over at Triple H and the bell rings and Taker and Seth walk into the middle of the ring and all of a sudden, they just start trading punches, rights and left, back and forth as Michael Cole is, I'm screaming, the best pure striker in the game, The Undertaker. They just start throwing hands back and <laughs> forth. All of a sudden, though, The Undertaker just starts laying, uh, laying in the punches on Seth. Rollins backing him up into the corner. Seth is staggering out of the corner, gets picked up, 
hit with the snake eyes, followed by a big boot. Seth rolls out of the ring, but Taker is quickly on the attack. Um, he whips Seth into the barricade and then follows it up by hitting a snake eyes on the barricade. Taker throws Seth back into the ring while Triple H is up and cl- standing up and clapping and laughing. Taker though stops and turns and just stares at him before Triple H kind of slowly sits back down in his chair. Taker goes to slide into the ring, but eats a curb stomp from Seth Rollins out of nowhere. Seth staggers back out of the ring as Seth shoots off the ropes and hits a suicide dive, rocking Taker. He gets back in the ring and, and hits a second suicide dive, gets back in the ring again and hits the third suicide dive. Taker, though, is 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 kind of falling back and all of a sudden drops lifeless on top of the table. Seth looks at Taker, and then he looks at Triple H, and he smiles and and he, I don't know what he's doing. He he gets in the ring and he climbs to the top rope and he hits a frog splash from the top rope through the announce table, completely wiping himself and the Undertaker out. Seth manages to pull himself up though and drag the lifeless body of the Undertaker back into the ring. Uh, Seth is on the apron and goes to hit the uh, the springboard knee. Uh, and he drops Taker with it, rolls back to the other side, goes for a second one, but this time Taker catches him, hits the choke slam on him. Seth is selling uh, over into the corner, but this isn't going, this isn't the place you want to be against the Undertaker as he is about to take it old school. He grabs under, or he grabs Seth Rollins' arm, climbs to the top rope, is walking across the top rope, but Seth recovers and shoves Taker, flying him rib first into the barricade. Seth is quickly going after Taker. Oh. Throws him back into the ring. Seth is climbing to the top turnbuckle. He goes for the Phoenix Splash, but Taker sits up in midair and goozles the neck of Seth Rollins before planting him with a uh, with a choke slam. Picks him back up, hits the Tombstone pile driver, covers him one, two. Seth barely kicks out. Triple H is on the apron and is screaming at the referee that that was three. The Undertaker is calling for Seth to get back up. His eyes are rolling the back of his head. He is he is cutting his throat with his thumb. He goes to pick Seth up. But this time, Seth slides down the back, turns Taker over into a pedigree, and then immediately hits the stomp again, covers him one, two, Taker kicks out. Seth is smiling because this is the kind of fight he wanted. He climbs to the middle turnbuckle, and he hits a middle stomp, middle rope stomp to the Undertaker. He smiles and looks at Triple H, covers him one, two, Taker kicked out again, though. Seth Rollins cannot believe it. Um, but he, he, he's waiting. He hits Taker with another super kick for good measure. This time he climbs to the top rope and he hits a top rope curb stomp, covers him one, two, three. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins gets the huge victory over the Undertaker. Finally puts Triple H behind him. Triple H is officially gone from Mayhem at the hands of Seth freaking Rollins. And, and Seth is celebrating in the ring. Uh, as the Undertaker sits up again, uh, as he is sitting up again, he uh, sits up and he stands up, and, and the two men look at each other. They're face-to-face, but Taker offers a handshake. The two men shake hands, showing a sign of respect as Seth Rollins bails from the ringside to give the Undertaker his respect, to give the Undertaker his just due. Um all of a sudden, though, Triple H is in the ring, and he is screaming at The Undertaker. They are face-to-face, and he slaps Taker across the face, and all of a sudden, Taker does the wide-eyed thing that he does, goozles Triple H, hits a choke slam. Triple H rolls out of the ring. The Undertaker drops to a knee and begins to pose in the middle of the ring. What a match. All of a sudden, the lights go out. The, 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 the arena is totally black here. What, what is happening? What is going on here? 
Oh, what? What is this? Look! Look up at the catwalk! It's Sting! When a man's heart is full of deceit, it burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of a once great man has risen a curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. Against an army of shadows comes a dark warrior, the prevailer of good, with a voice of silence and a mission of justice. This is Stay. What? Have we just what? Sting is rappelling from the top of the stadium. <laughs> Sting is in the ring. He is face to face with the Undertaker. This place is going bananas. A dream match of all dream matches. Both men start looking around at the crowd. They're looking at each other. They look around. And the lights go out. The lights come back on. Both men are gone. What did we just see? An incredible showdown face-to-face for the very first time sting and the undertaker from one dream match to another it's time for the revolution main event here at end of the line we see a video package now recapping the last several weeks featuring cody rhodes randy orton the rock and roman reigns wrestling has Here we go, we cut to the ring. It's time for our World Heavyweight Champion coming off a grueling title defense at Eve of Destruction. Here he comes. Even though he's our World Heavyweight Champion tonight, he is fighting for more than a title. He's fighting for the honor and the legacy of his family, his heritage, the tradition that is the Rhodes family. And much like his longtime friend, one of the first third generation superstars in our business, here comes the Viper, Randy Orton. They are here to prove why the bloodline isn't the only royal family in wrestling and speaking of the bloodline here they come not only the most electrifying man in sports entertainment but the man who sold his soul to the island of relevancy it's the rock it's the tribal chief roman reigns but there's paul Heyman, but no rock no roman Music stops. We see up on the big screen. Wait, 
Wait, that's Shawn Michaels' office. There's the Usos. There's Rock. There's Roman. They're just pummeling Shawn Michaels in his office here. Cody and Randy leave the ring, sprint to the back. The beatdown ensues, though. The Usos pick up Shawn, put him on Roman's shoulders. Huge shield powerbomb through the desk. Roman is yelling out, that's what you get, Shawn. Don't stick your nose in our business. That world title should be mine. Obviously, Roman Reigns still upset here over the controversial ending that took place last week. But about that time, Cody and Orton finally make it back there. There's a referee there. The fight ensues. He calls for the bell. This one is getting underway backstage. Remember, this is no holds barred. Falls count anyway. Anywhere. Here we go. They fight into the hallway, into the parking lot area, destroying several things along the way, but they aren't stopping in the parking lot. They're headed to the main entrance in the front plaza of the building. Rock going for a rock bottom on Randy Orton on the concrete, but Cody jumps off an elevated wall out there and hits a crossbody to break that up. Orton turns around. Roman spears him through the glass front door of the arena. My goodness. The referee's there. Roman pins Orton. One, two, Cody breaks it up. You can see the referee's hand immediately starts bleeding from the glass. Randy Orton's back is cut up, but the fight rages on through the concourse area. Fans are everywhere. They are just loving this. These four guys head over to the merchandise area. Cody grabs a bloodline shirt. He puts it over the rock's head. Jab, jab, jab. Big bionic elbow to the rock. Laying him out. Meanwhile, Roman trying to get the guillotine on Randy Orton, but Orton shoves him back first into a concrete pillar on the concourse. Cody puts Rock on one of the merch tables. He's climbing the merch wall. I don't think that thing's going to hold him. Cody gets to the top. Moonsault through the table on the Rock. The referee makes the count. One, two, shoulder up somehow by the Rock. Skip ahead a little ways here. These guys have finally made it inside the stadium here. They're on the floor, headed to the ring. Rock and Orton have paired off. Cody and Roman somewhere in the Sea of Humanity fighting here. Orton going for an RKO. Rock counters, pushes Orton into the side of a riser. He turns around. Rock bottom onto the concrete. The cover, one, two. Again, Cody makes the save somehow out of nowhere. Orton was down for the count there, but Cody making the save. These four guys fight to the kickoff desk area inside the stadium here. Again, Rock and Orton are split off. Roman rams Cody's head into the side of the desk. Then he rolls him on top of it. Roman gets on top of the desk. Cody stands up. Roman head of steam. He spears Cody off the desk, and they take out Orton and Rock on the way down. All four men are laid out here. Few minutes pass by, they finally make their way to the ringside area. Rock and Orton still battling here. Now they're on the announce table. Rock going for a rock bottom. Orton counters, going for that RKO, but Rock pushes him off. And there, there's Jay Uso out of nowhere. He super kicks Randy Orton. Meanwhile, Roman going for a spear on Cody, but he misses. Roman goes through the barricade. There's Jimmy Uso now. He jumps Cody. No rest for the weary here. Jay and Rock join in. They roll Cody into the ring. Cody is trying to fight back, but it is too much. Double super kick by the Usos, followed by a rock bottom. Randy Orton finally recovers. He slides in with a steel chair, and he starts swinging away here. Nailing both Usos. Swings at the rock. Rock ducks. Hits a rock bottom on Orton again. 
Roman finally recovers, and they are just mugging Cody and Randy Orton here. They line them up in the middle of the ring. Usos on opposite corners. Double Uso splash off the top rope. The Usos now get out of the ring, chuck a couple more chairs in for Rock and Roman. This could be a very bad... Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. This could be a bad situation, but here comes Shawn Michaels. I don't think he's going to do anything, though. He looks worse for wear after that attack earlier. Sean has a microphone, and he says, Come on, guys. You couldn't let this be two-on-two? Like, this is ridiculous. Now, even as a GM, I, physically, I can't stop you, mainly because I'm in a lot of pain because <laughs> what you did to me last night or what you did to me earlier. But I'm, I'm out here to inform you. I know this is bad timing, guys. H- hang on, hang on. I know this is bad timing. But I'm here to inform you that tonight is my last night as interim general manager. Oh my goodness, he's back! Stone Cold Steve Austin is here! He hits the ring! He's handing out rights and lefts to the Usos, taking them out. Rock grabs him. Rock shoots him off the ropes. Fist pressed by Austin onto the rock. Austin turns around. Roman goes for a spear, but he eats the ring post. Austin, stunner on Jay Uso. Stunner on Jimmy Uso. Rock turns around. Austin, it's a stunner on Rock. Shawn Michaels is slid in. He gives sweet shim music to The Rock, but Rock is just staggering. He's trying to stay on his feet. Cody is up. Crossroads on The Rock. The referee goes to count, but Austin Austin stops him. Austin gets down to make the count. One, two, three. Cody Rhodes gets the pinfall victory. What a main event. Cody and Randy Orton embrace here. Austin and HBK raise their arms in victory. Austin is back. What a night it has been. With low blow on HBK by Randy Orton. Low blow by Orton. What? What is Orton doing? Austin gets in Orton's face. RKO to Austin. Cody gets in his face. What is Randy Orton doing? Cody goes to check on Austin and Sean. While he's down, Orton punts Cody. Orton punts Cody. What is he doing? Orton picks Cody up. RKO in the middle of the ring. I cannot believe what is happening here. What is Randy Orton doing? What a vicious assault. Randy Orton finally leaves the ring. He leaves the ring, but he's not going anywhere. What what is he doing? Orton stops. He's got that look on his face. Randy Orton reaches under the ring, and he pulls out a clipboard. That's Orton's call your shot contract. He never cashed it in. Orton gets in the ring and he hands it to the referee and demands that the referee ring the bell. The bell sounds. Orton pins Cody one, two, three. Are you kidding me? I cannot believe what we have witnessed. Randy Orton had an ace up his sleeve, waited for the right time to strike, and now is the brand new World Heavyweight Champion. What a turn of events we have seen here at End of the Line. Wow, we cannot believe what we just saw. Just You can never trust the snake as they are trying to clear the ringside area. Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin are being helped to the back. Roman Reigns and the Bloodline have left. And it is time for our main event tonight. As we just saw a brand new World Heavyweight Champion, will we see another 
as the Hell in a Cell structure slowly starts to lower to the ground. A video package is playing, hyping this matchup between Finn Balor and John Moxley. As we cut back to the ring, lights are going crazy. The Hell in a Cell is in place. And this one is getting ready to be crazy. If you thought the match before was violent, you haven't seen anything yet as Finn Balor is making his way down to the ring. A different version of Finn Balor than we've ever seen before. A man that is willing to do whatever it takes to get that championship. As Finn Balor gets into the ring, he's not even looking down the ramp. He's looking out in the crowd yelling, come on, Moxley, let's do this. And here comes John Moxley, the longest reigning champion in PBWF history, over 100 days as champion. He is making his way out through the crowd. Championship around his waist, but wait. He has two kendo sticks that look like samurai swords on his back. He is making his way. He jumps the barricade. He tosses the championships to Justin Roberts, and he looks at Finn, and he smiles. He flips him off, and... And he begins to climb the cell. John Moxley is climbing the cell here to begin. Finn is just laughing, bails from the ring, and joins him in climbing. The two men climb to the very top of the cell. Of course they This do. match is going to get started <laughs> on top of the cell. Moxley is waiting for Finn. He finally gets to the top, and the two men just start brawling on top of the cell. Moxley goes for a paradigm shift, but Finn blocks it. He is setting up for the 1916, but Moxley blocks it and drops Finn with a brain buster on top of the cell. Uh, Moxley drops one of the kendo sticks into the cell, but he uses the other ones over the back of Finn Balor. The kendo stick is completely shattered. The back of Finn Balor is completely busted open. He is bleeding all over his back. Moxley is firing up the crowd, turns around though into a low blow from Finn. Finn is trying to escape slowly. He is slowly crawling down the side of the cell. Uh, but Moxley is is on the move quickly. The two men begin to throw hands on the side of the cell. Finn finally gets on the floor, power bombs John Moxley on the table, but the table doesn't break. And Finn grabs a steel chair and cracks it over the head of John Moxley, busting John open. And he looks at Moxley, and then he looks up at the top of the cell, and he climbs up to the top of the cell. He does his pose, and he hits the coup de gras from the top of the cell through the table, crashing John Moxley and himself oh through the gosh. table. Finn drags the lifeless body of Moxley back into the cell, rolls him into the ring. The bell finally rings, covers him one, two. Moxley kicks out, though. Finn climbs to the top rope for the coup de gras again, but, but Moxley is back up and shoves Finn off the rope, off the top rope, crashing into the cell. The back of Finn is busted open and bleeding. The face of Moxley is busted open and bleeding. Moxley rolls out of the ring and under the ring is looking for something. And he pulls out a little black bag, which he tosses into the ring. And and wait a minute, that's Barbie. He's found Barbie and he's got he's got Barbie in his hand. Uh, and he just he he doesn't know what uh, Finn Balor doesn't know what to do. He he slides back into the ring and is crawling away from Moxley as he is walking with Barbie. Moxley swings, but Finn dodges it and hits him with stiff forearms back to back to back. He shoots off the ropes, goes for a sling blade, but Moxley hits him in the stomach with Barbie getting stuck in his skin. Moxley pulls Barbie off and cracks it over the open wound on the back of Finn Balor, who is just bleeding even more and screaming in pain. 
Moxley goes to hit Finn over the head with it, but Finn is able to low blow John Moxley again, forcing him to drop it, and he eats a drop kick from Finn Balor. Finn looks around and sees the little black bag and, and dumps the contents out, and obviously, thumbtacks are all over the ring. Moxley is pulling himself up, bleeding all over the place still. Finn hits him with the sling blade, followed by a brain buster. Finn rolls Moxley over on his stomach, grabs a handful of the thumbtacks, and shoves them into the fa- into the mouth of John Moxley. And then he pulls Moxley's arms back and stomps the back of his head repeatedly on the uh, forcing his chin down on the mat over and over and over again. Thumbtacks are stuck in the tongue of oh John Moxley. Gosh. Moxley is in a lot of pain. He gets pulled up and gets dropped with the 1916 on top of the thumbtacks. Finn covers him one. Two, Moxley kicks out, though, and Finn Balor cannot believe it. Finn rolls out of the ring. He he grabs another little black bag from under the, under the ring, tosses it in the ring, and then grabs a table, throws it into the ring. Finn sets the table up, and he dumps the contents of, of the little black bag on the table, which, oh, my, it's broken glass all over the table. Finn lays Moxley across the table. Climbs to the top rope for the coup de gras, but Moxley is up and meets him and begins to hit him with stiff forearms. And all of a sudden, he drops him with a paradigm shift from the top rope through the broken glass table, covers him one, two, Finn kicks out. What? Moxley is bleeding profusely from his face. Finn's back is crimson red with blood. Moxley goes over to the corner and he he rips the canvas and the stuffing to reveal the two-by-fours underneath the ring. Moxley shoots Finn over to that corner, begins to hit him with lefts and rights, and then just begins to put the boots to him in the corner. Moxley pulls the canvas all the way back to the other corner now. Finn goes to low-blow Moxley again, but Moxley catches it pulls him up, low blows Finn Balor himself, shoots off the ropes and hits a curb stomp on Finn on the exposed wood. Moxley picks him up and hits a paradigm shift, keeps the hold, rolls through, hits a third paradigm shift, covers him one, two, three. John Moxley wins and retains the PBWF Mayhem World Heavyweight Champion, the longest reigning champion in all of PBWF. That is and correct. Still the champion at the end of of the line and the cell begins to raise and Michael Cole says for all of us here on Mayhem and Revolution we say good night and we will see you wait a minute wait a minute John Moxley's face kind of drops a little bit and he's looking down to the ramp and and there's Paul Heyman and the Usos and and Roman Reigns, and, and he is making his statement clear. He is making his intentions clear. He is pointing at that Mayhem World Heavyweight Championship. What does this mean? We will have to find out. Join us for the next season. Wow. Man, what a conclusion <laughs> to the end of the line. Pay-per-view number six, the final stop for season number one, as Andy said. Season two is going to be full of fun surprises. Yep. Number one being that the Chris Jericho trade is finally official. Yeah. Sasha Banks makes her debut on the Revolution brand. So that trade was made a long time ago. Two months ago. Yes. At least. At least two months ago. <laughs> but it was also two months ago that we decided yep. that we were going to protect people 
going into season two, which we'll get into at the draft. Yeah. So so don't worry about that. We'll get into that at the draft. But we decided we were going to protect people. Right. And I used my ability to protect people. Full disclosure, spoiler alert, Sasha Banks is getting yep. protected. I held her to the very end so that I would have a fun surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was really smart to do that because that, that was a great, like, shock moment of, oh, yeah, Sasha. I forgot about Sasha. Where's she been? Right. And all of a sudden she makes a return, so that was great. Well, and not only that, but we'll get into this a little bit next week, too. My storyline for the women was already fleshed out. Yeah. Because when we made the trade, I wanted to immediately bring her in. Because we made the trade because I needed some star power in the women's division. Because <laughs> I be, racked up all the star power. Let's be honest. Charlotte wasn't doing it no, for me. No, and no, I no, didn't no. want to keep using Ronda. Okay? Right, right. So, I needed star power. Right. But my storyline was set. And I knew that if I threw Sasha in, I was just throwing her in to throw her in. Right. Ultimately, I was going to Brit Chelsea anyway. Right, right. So, I made the decision to save her. We'll reset season two, and it'll be a blast. Yeah, that was a smart decision to do that. Speaking of resetting in season two, blockbuster trade, ladies and gentlemen. Um, That full disclosure, again, we'll talk about this at the draft. Yeah. This trade does not count against the people that we are protecting. Correct. These are people that are, they're they're going to be on a roster. They're going to be on the roster. Right. No draft, no nothing, automatically protected. You saw the Usos. Win the tag titles. Win the tag titles. Start to show off. The very next backstage segment, you saw FTR staking their claim for the Revolution tag team title. So you can imagine that's part of the trade. And then at the end of the night, Tribal Chief himself. Tribal Chief shows up to call out Moxley. And who is coming to the Revolution brand but Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, he wouldn't let me have all three members of the Shield, which sorry. is fine, which is fine. But Sorry, can't do it. There may be some things worked out in the future. Tune for, in, for tune certain, in for, certain stuff. But. Tune in for season two, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um. So, the trade is the bloodline right. for FTR. And Paul Heyman is included. In yes, that. of course, yeah, Paul Heyman yeah, is included. Yeah, yeah. The, the bloodline... For FTR and Seth Rollins. Is The Rock now included in that because he was part of the blood? I can't give you The Rock in that. <laughs> Sorry. Can't can't give you The Rock in that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> the Usos and Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Yeah. For FTR and Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins. Yep. So, season two is going to be wild, ladies and gentlemen. So, next week, we're going to recap season one. Great show, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, think a lo- I think you'll say the same thing. A lot of that was concentrated on what we were getting ready to do next as opposed to paying attention yep. to what's happening on the other show. Yeah. But yep. great stuff. Yeah, I really enjoyed I mean obviously your main event was great. I so you asked me to do this and I I'm glad I remembered that you asked me to do this. The last couple of weeks I'm like, Randy's still got that contract somewhere. <laughs> like he's still got that contract and I figured this is where you're heading. I love it though. It's 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 quintessential Randy Orton like it's it's who Randy Orton is that was that was fantastic um I'm sure we are heading to a uh a certain feud down the line in season two um because I can guarantee you I know two protective people right now <laughs> um but that's that was great uh I really enjoyed that um and then the uh Brett Baker Chelsea Green match was was really good too I really enjoyed that yeah it was one of those things where like I wanted to give each of these matches time and, and like you yeah. wanted to give these matches time but at the same time, want to be respectful of everybody else's time, all right. that kind of stuff. Bray Wyatt stuff continues to <laughs> blow my mind. I like, 
I leave with more questions than answers, yeah. as always, yeah. as you should with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I need to know who these people are and what's going on. <laughs> uh, tune into the draft, and yeah. maybe, maybe we'll kind of get a picture of that, but we'll see. I We're don't doing know. surprise picks for the draft, so you can guarantee my surprise, some of my surprise picks are going to be people that I'm hiding. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins and The Undertaker, a match that we have never seen before. Yep. Dream match of all dream matches. Uh, so great stuff. I thought we... Knocked it out of the park. You know, there was one part of me that was kind of hoping that Chris Jericho would lose. Um, that was just, the original plan. Just because it would make my life interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so. but I've got plans for Jericho in season two. Okay. So, I would, like, as we'll talk about this next week, but as yep. I was booking this match, all of a sudden an idea came to me, and I was like, oh, I need Jericho. Oh, I need Jericho go. to stick around. So there you go. maybe he gets retired in season two. Maybe he does. Who knows? I may do the Ric Flair storyline when next time he loses, he... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. All right, so make sure you tune into season two, but we're not done with season one because next week, again, special recap. We're giving you a peek behind the curtain of how some things came together, some of our booking philosophies and decisions and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you tune in right here on this feed next week. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. The end of the line is complete. Thank you for joining us on season one. We'll see you next week. Make sure you're there for the recap episode because if you're not, missing out on a lot of good stuff. All right, that's Andy York. My name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for joining us for season one of the PBWF. We will catch you guys down the road.